much as I'd love to celebrate with each and every one of you, there is one thing that I really, really, really... wrestlers in the world today yeah, no 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 this was supposed to be our segment guys if you don't mind could i have the room here for a second we need to talk to our new guest champ better be careful brian you were just the guy that i wanted to speak with and if you don't mind i'd love quick question do you guys want to see Brian Danielson fight Kenny Omega? <laughs> He's telling me right now, you're the greatest wrestler who's ever lived. I think you're afraid to take this match because you know that I'm better than you and that you are not on my level! Uh-oh. Here we go! You're not kidding. Take down this pack of dogs. The elite. Christian, there's the sides are evening up in this chaotic night. The jump down, the jump down. Watch out, here comes Jungle Boy! Jungle Boy And he can damn sure get the job done. Oh. Look who's left. Yeah, the stooge. Cutler, Brandon Cutler. Yeah, Cutler's in trouble. Oh! Brian Danielson, my God. What? Ladies and Daniel Bryan there, killing the elite. Uh, hello, welcome to WrestleWolf. I'm Dr. Damian Gibson, DMD, and I'm here to talk to you about the wonderful world of all elite wrestling and sometimes some impact and sometimes some ring of honor and sometimes some new japan but mostly all elite wrestling and that's what this week will be uh now i just called brian danielson daniel bryan and i keep doing that and i really apologize <laughs> it's a hard habit to break um now there is something different about this podcast that you may not have heard on any other podcast. I have a list of characters that I reference who aren't actually on the show. So let's go through that list of characters. Now, there is Sir Matthew K. Fabe, a good friend, occasional co-host of this uh, of this podcast. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just constantly speak to each other about uh, wrestling. And, um, yeah, he his insights appear throughout the discourse that is this podcast. Uh, Paul, newsman, uh, also good friend, also wrestling fan, uh, and also his thoughts will appear throughout the podcast. And Callie, uh, girlfriend, uh, new wrestling fan, and um, yeah, a comedian, uh, uh, girlfriend, uh, comedian, uh, and woman in her own right. Uh, 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 I don't know why I get nervous when I when I talk about her. Um, uh yeah so that's that's about it sometimes i will talk about wwe it's usually in a very negative light uh because i am not a huge fan of their business practices anymore and uh all the people that i wanted to watch on wwe are either um in aw now or about to come to aw 
uh, just a list of people who look like they're coming uh, that have appeared this week. Uh, Kevin Owens, uh, Pete Dunne, and Johnny Gagano. So you can expect to see those guys appearing pretty soon. We still haven't seen Bray Wyatt. Now, look, I know that Bray Wyatt has had some uh, mental health issues. We wish him all the best for that. But I don't think he's coming back to WWE anytime soon. So, um, I mean, if if those three guys that I've just mentioned leave the company, uh, I think we're looking at Sami Zayn being the only person left in WWE that I have any interest in watching. Bailey. Uh, I genuinely can't think of too many other people uh, that I, I... Look, I enjoy Matt Riddle. I think Matt Riddle has a lot of talent. Um, you know, Edge, obviously. You know, I grew up watching Edge and I really like him. But it, it's... And I like Ro- what Roman's doing at the moment. Uh, but it, it's uh, few and far between. Seth Rollins. What happened to Seth Rollins, man? You know, like, what an amazing talent. And he's just sort of languishing in the upper mid-card at the moment. Um, you know, I'd be pulling the trigger and having a Seth versus Roman feud. I know they just came off the back of John Cena and now they've got Brock Lesnar. But um, you're actually going to get some decent wrestling out of Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. So anyway, the reason why I bring up the WWE is that we have got our hands on the updated list of words that have been banned in WWE by Vince McMahon. Now, nothing screams great workplace by having a list of words that you legitimately cannot say either in front of the camera or backstage. So let's go through these really quickly. I just could not get over this. <laughs> I just could not get over this. Blood. You cannot say the word blood. Choke. Belt. Strap. So, yeah. <laughs> Diva. That I don't have a huge problem with because the women should never have been called divas in the first place. Uh, headshot, trauma, kayfabe, mofos, house show, DQ. So it has to be disqualification, cannot be DQ. You can't say the letters DQ. The anti-diva. Don't know what the fuck that's about. Spinal injuries. No, we wouldn't want to talk about anything honest. Victim, like all the victims of people who've worked for Vince McMahon. Violent, wrestling, wrestlers. They're the two that really stick out to me. Like, (laughs) it's just... I mean, wrestling is in their name. World Wrestling Entertainment. And you can't say it. I mean, if anything is proving that the company is run by senile old men, this list of words would have to be evidence piece A, right? Like, you would just wheel this out and be like, you can't say these words. Now, if this hasn't convinced you that he's that he's insane, this, this is the next thing you can't say. WWE. <laughs> oh man wife beater I'm not sure why you would be saying that curb stomp uh, the move is only referred to as the stomp phrases that include the word push and over baby face heel job jobber card card 
Strangle. What if someone gives someone a birthday card in a sketch? Strangle, kill, murder. Uh, the, the last couple, probably fair enough, seeing it's a family show, they, they orientate themselves as that. So, yeah, you wouldn't have a serial killer as a character. Oh, hang on. Isn't Dexter Loomis that in NXT? <laughs> Isn't he a serial killer? Oh man, the WWE. Like they are just a um they're just a source of endless lols. They really are. And on the back of it, like, you know, in a week where All Out has essentially got five star reviews from everybody, even including, you know, sort of camp WWE reviewers, uh, this is the news that we get coming out of WWE. Alright, let's talk about some AEW. Uh, some solid programming this week. Uh, you know, I wasn't blown away by anything, but a lot of enjoyable moments. Uh, the thing that Matt pointed out that I think is is worth noting is uh, all storylines stopped at All Out. Which is just a really, again, a very nice and refreshing way to watch wrestling it's okay the majority of these storylines were going for either three to six months three or six months sorry and we had blow-offs at all out you know all those storylines were done and um yeah i I just I, i totally agree and we got some very interesting beginnings of storylines on dynamite um which I don't know if it necessarily lends itself to an A-plus dynamo because you don't get that much wrestling. But anyway, let's go through it. This will be the... <clears throat> oh, completely lost my voice there for a second. This will be the thing that I complain about the most uh, and then we'll get a lot more positive as the show goes along. Um, Malachi Black. Now, Malachi Black is a star and again, his entrance this week showed that he is constantly thinking about his uh, presentation, his character, and and what he is going to be as a character and a wrestler moving forward. And then he gets in the ring, and who does he have to wrestle? Dustin Rhodes. Um, this, uh, he should not be in a feud with Cody if, if Cody is going to book the angle this poorly. And, and just, like, so obviously filled with nepotism, <laughs> you know? It's like, oh, he's fighting his best mate, and now he's fighting his brother. Like, it just uh, is really frustrating. Really frustrating. Because the thing is that, like, if, if the booking has been taken out of Cody's hands and given to someone else, they would have a really good feud. But does anyone... Anyone want to see Dustin Rhodes wrestle Malachi Black? No. No. When he came to AEW, was he on a list of people that you were just gagging to see Malachi Black wrestle? Absolutely fucking not. Cody Rhodes may have been, but not Dustin Rhodes. And I know it's like, oh, it's long-term storytelling and blah, 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 blah. But, uh, you know, if Dustin, QT, and Cody want to advertise their wrestling school, they should take an ad out on TNT rather than using an angle on Dynamite, which for the rest of us outside of America, we pay for. We don't want to see bullshit matches put on the main show to advertise your wrestling school. 
um, you know, I pay money to watch elite level matches, not bullshit matches featuring washed up hacks. It's just as simple as that. Malachi Black is stuck in a shitty storyline, uh, thanks to Cody, and it's up to Tony Khan to to book all of us out of it. Uh, yeah, so told you I was going to start off on a negative foot, and then we're going to we get the things are going to get good from here. Uh, it was great to see Miro and Eddie, uh, you know, the confirmation of their feud moving forward, and of course they both hit it out of the park with the promo. Miro's constant <laughs> constant references to Lana, his wife. For anyone who is a new AEW fan, hasn't watched any WWE or anything, Lana is his wife, who is a very attractive uh, woman, but it was also his manager in WWE. So that's why he keeps dropping references to her because it's only a matter of time before she shows up in AEW. Um, CM Punk shouting out uh, Aunt Linda, uh, Brian Pillman's guardian caregiver. Um, is why I love AEW. It just wouldn't. That just would not happen in WWE, and it, it's it's just really nice. It's really nice, you know. It was a very Brian Pillman heavy week, and I'm super uh, Brian Pillman Junior. Sorry, a heavy week, and I'm super happy with that because I think he is a star. Um, it's very hard to cut babyface promos and either not come across like a bit of a dick um or be boring he managed to do that on both shows this week and that's no mean feat and to be so young and doing that it's uh, it bodes well for him um cm punk spitting taz's catchphrase back at him got me into this feud with ricky starks now i think like the ultimate feud will be punk versus starks again testament to cm punk uh Wanting to come and work with the younger guys and put them over. Um, but, I mean, he also gets a rub from doing it as well. It's not a one-way street. But, you know, imagine being Ricky Starks and seeing Punk comes to AEW and, and and he says, oh, I want to work with you because you're something. <laughs> you know, I mean, Darby Allen's already had that. And you can feel, I mean, people are into Darby Allen, but you can feel that that rub from Punk really helped. Um, I initially thought that Punk was coming in and out of the heel tunnel, but they had actually swapped the tunnels. I don't know if you guys noticed that left-hand side tunnel was the faces were coming out of and the right-hand side, the heels. Not sure why they changed that up. It might have just been the, the venue. but Nice promo between Britt Baker and Ruby Soho, which uh, led to... Um, uh, a three, a triple threat tag team match on Rampage. Um, what else do we have? Oh, the Dante Will Hobbs match. I've got to say, Dante Martin, someone who's been sort of shoved down my throat by well, everyone, <laughs> everyone on the wrestling internet. You know, oh, this guy's the greatest wrestler in the world. And I was like, yeah, I don't. I don't see a huge amount of personality, but fuck, man, there were the, some of the bumps that he took in this match. I mean, his his offense is very uh, impressive, but he showed in, uh, you know, like he, yeah, the, the fact that when he took the bump and jumped through the ring ropes and managed to catch his own feet on the ring ropes, 
uh, and then took the bump to his own head into the ring post. That's super impressive, man, to be putting your body on the line like that to make your opponent or the person you're working with look great. That That's something special. I mean, all wrestlers do that, but uh, he was doing particularly dangerous work in this match. For a mid-card match or even bottom of the mid-card match on Dynamite, I mean, that shows how much he cares about wrestling. So I'm coming around on Dante. And it was not that I never liked him. I just was a bit like, I just don't see what everyone is talking about. Maybe I wasn't paying attention hard enough. But yeah, Uh, Big Willie Hobbs, Big Willie Style Hobbs, uh, his powerbomb is phenomenal as well. Uh, Orange Cassidy being stuck in a feud with Matt Hardy is a problem. It's a problem for AEW because this was the only feud that is carrying on after All Out. Um, Hardy, as well as Dustin Rhodes, they look old and tired and AEW is not the company for that. Um, You don't have guys just hanging around for a paycheck. Like You've got to be respectful to these guys. Revel in their achievements, absolutely. And if it's someone like Christian who looks good and is moving well in the ring still, great. Um, But Matt Hardy isn't doing that. The product suffers uh, when people are be that when they can't compete. You know, they can't move uh, in the ring the way that they used to. So these guys need to either move into commentary or a coaching position or a production position, whatever. Um, I understand. I understand this is long-term storytelling, and that Orange Cassidy is in a pre- predominant uh, story, um, and not everyone can be in the title picture. I get that, but Orange Cassidy is suffering from this storyline and, and desperately needs to be freed from it. You know, he needs to be feuding with anyone else other than Matt Hardy because he's being forgotten and left behind, and um, I feel like he's kind of being treated a little bit like a rodeo clown or a joke and he's not that you know we've seen him wrestle in uh title matches with kenny omega and chris jericho or not sorry it wasn't a title match with chris jericho but we've seen him main event cards with kenny omega and chris jericho he can do it absolutely and people love him the people who love him the most are kids and you know what kids do they get their parents to spend money so put Orange Cassidy at the top of the fucking cart. It doesn't make any... It just makes no sense to me whatsoever. I understand they don't have the full contingent of the best friends and stuff. Maybe they're trying to keep them on a simmer until that happens. Until they can get the band back together, so to speak. But, yeah. Anyway. Needs to end. Uh, MJF conspiracy angle... Uh, towards AEW is great it's a shout out to Chris Jericho who did the same thing on WCW there is a lot of um thoughtful booking and promos in AEW that shout out other things that are little easter eggs for big wrestling fans and it's one it's one of the main reasons why it's so fun to watch AEW um this was an amazing promo from MJF as usual calling Pillman's mum Methany. Uh, look, th- there's absolutely no way that these things wouldn't have been ticked off by the wrestlers. Like, there's no way that MJF wouldn't have at least spoken to Pillman and said, hey, man, I'm going to fucking mention your mum and dad in this promo. Is that cool? Or something. 
You know what I mean? Um, or at least the sort of implicit agreement between the two of like, well, I'm doing a feud with MJF, so he's going to go hard about my family. Um, I don't. I, these guys are around the same age, so I assume they came up together ish in the business, or at least worked on the indies together and stuff. So, kind of has that vibe of like MJF was really going harder in this promo with this particular angle than he has before. Um, the continuing tension between MJF and Wardlow is awesome in this feud as well. I really enjoy that. Wardlow's hit, like clothesline on Griff Garrison was brutal. <laughs> uh, I love everything about this feud. I want to see more of it. I really, I, you know, I, I probably could be accused of being ageist, especially in this episode, <laughs> but I want to see... I, I, <laughs> It's difficult, right? Because you don't want to just be... You don't want to treat people as disposable like other wrestling companies have or do. Um, But there does come a point where you want to see something new and fresh. And AEW have so many of those guys. And it's why I get frustrated with Orange Cassidy. But Pillman, MJF, Hangman Page, Orange Cassidy, Ricky Starks, Darby Allin... I mean, there's more, but that's just off the top of my head. That's seven names off the top of my head. And I think all of those guys are 28 and under. Um, I mean, the, the company has so many bright young stars. And to see two of them feud and it will be towards the top of the bill, that's great. It's so, it puts AEW in such a good, solid position. It's fantastic. Um, next, we had the Elite promo that uh, I played at the top of the episode. Uh, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole are in AEW, by the way. <laughs> Talk about burying the lead. Uh, to see Adam Cole in an AEW ring was phenomenal. You know, just to like, oh, this is just weekly now. This will just happen. But to see Brian Danielson, like the elite cleared out and there was just a promo between Brian and Kenny Omega. And to see the two of them square off in the ring was truly... There was a moment where I was like, oh, fuck, this is... um." holy shit, <laughs> this is real, you know, it was a real sort of pinch me moment, I can't, I, I can't wait for this match, I mean, is Del, will Dave Meltzer explode when this match happens, he will, right, although he hasn't, has he given Brian, has, uh, I think Brian's maybe had a couple of five-star matches in WWE, um, I'm into Brian Danielson's theme, I like. I think it's a gentle banger, if that makes sense. Um, I wish he. I wish he'd do the yes chance. I feel like there's some sort of like copyright thing going on there. Um, I knew it's a. I know it's a new slash old character. We got the American Dragon uh, logo up, so you know maybe he's trying to move away from his WWE character. But it would be nice to get just a little bit of fan service, Brian. Just a bit. You know what I mean? I don't think you can be sued for throwing your hands up into the air, can you? I don't think you can. Um, this build-up was a little clunky. It felt like Brian was a little nervous. You know, he wouldn't have cut a promo for a bit. It's, you know, his first time on AEW. It's a big deal. Um, so he just... Uh, yeah, clunky maybe is a little harsh, but it was just a bit rickety. Uh, Marks versus Suzuki was uh, was great. 
Um, you know, we expected that match. It was probably a little short. It probably could have gone a bit longer. Um, but, you know, AEW are really playing up this hometown thing. It's very interesting. It's very interesting because it was something that WWE used to do with Sam Punk and a little bit like in Chicago, obviously, and a little bit with John Cena in Boston. A tiny bit. They wouldn't play it up as much as AEW do. AEW, AEW will put that wrestler at the top of the bill. They will constantly talk about the fact that they're from that city. They'll usually, the wrestler will usually come out in some kind of sports team paraphernalia. Um, and I just wonder if this is a long-term plan to have like a wrestler representing the majority of major cities. You know what I mean? whether that can lead to a pay-per-view or something and have a tournament. I don't know. I mean, it's just an idea where each wrestler represents their city or even their country or something along those lines. I don't know. That could be fun. Uh, Rampage was great. This was essentially a Brian Pillman show. Um, for him to be wrestling, Max Caster, Max Caster, Caster uh, was interesting. The acclaimed are back on TV, you know, They've uh, they've done their time. They're back on TV. I think we just move on from that. Um, I really like the acclaimed. Uh, I think they've got their upside is huge. I mean, as heels, they could be absolutely fucking anything. Uh, and they're young guys. They made a mistake. They apologize. They've done their time. We move on. I think. Um, the Brian Pillman carried this. The match was great. He looked like a star. Uh, to have John Moxley come out and and raise his hand as well in Cincinnati uh, was really cool. Um, you know, there were a lot of references to the sort of uh, to the Dark Side of the Ring Pillman episode, uh, which Matt sort of mentioned, like, oh, maybe people might not go know what's going on. I haven't seen that episode, and I managed to work it all out, but I do follow wrestling pretty closely. So I, yeah, anyway, I, I thought it was I thought it was great. They they birthed a new main event star this week. And, <laughs> you know, like you would have thought that it would have been all about Punk, Cole, uh, and um, Brian Danielson, but it was really all about Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, and again, you know, it's another reason to love AEW. They just, Tony Khan doesn't do what you would expect after being conditioned with 40 years of Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard booking. Um, it's always much better. And, you know, if it's, it, besides the Cody <laughs> booking that just continuously plagues AEW at the moment, when something is not quite right, they listen to the fans, they fix it. You know they won't con they won't completely throw something out the window because fans are complaining about something, but they do listen and they take that on board, and that's huge. That's so huge compared to you know what we've had to put up with as fans uh, with WWE, where they just power on regard regardless. I mean, was it five six years of Roman Reigns as a babyface of people just booing him out of the building, and they just continued to do it? Um. Anyway, anyway. Solid week. Uh, I didn't get to watch Impact, unfortunately. I am going to try and do that today. Um, but this doesn't really help with the podcast, does it? Um, 
But yeah, it's uh, and oh, Ruby Riot. I forgot to mention Ruby Riot was great in the triple threat match on Rampage. She is adds a depth to the women's division that is is noticeable um, immediately, and um, yeah, just great. Just great. But anyway, I'm going to leave it there because as you guys can probably hear, my girlfriend is trying to call me. And if I don't call her back, she'll think that I'm dead. So I'm going to leave it there. Uh, thanks for supporting us, guys. Listening numbers are amazing. Um, yeah, you're a great you're a great audience and I really appreciate doing the podcast for you. But until next week, may your wrestling be good wrestling. Good night.